and welcome to Grief Burrito. I'm Harrison and today I am with my little brother Red over here. You can't see him because he's off camera over here because we couldn't fit both on here. Do you want to say hello? Yeah, hi, there wasn't enough space for both of, <laughs> both of us with the chairs. <laughs> yeah, our gaming chairs are too big. Uh, before we start, I've just got to give a massive shout out to S McCarty 84 Thank you so much for the really nice review on iTunes. Always good to get feedback. And if you want a shout out as well, feel free to leave us a review. I'm happy to give you a shout out. First things first, last night, so this is the story I wanted to tell you before we started. Yeah. I had a ghostly occurrence. So people know, listeners, you know that we have some weird occurrences here and you've seen stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what happened to me was the shelf up behind me over here, there is a black box on there, which is a, um, like a collectible pen box. And in the middle of the night, it just got knocked off and landed on me. And well, while you're asleep. Up. Yeah, but the thing is, it's square and flat. There is Isn't no, that one right there? Yeah, there is no reason. So that was me putting it back on there last night. There's no reason why that would have fallen off. So God knows what happened. Nothing else fell off? Nope. That's just weird. That. Dad was like, oh, maybe like a mouse ran across it. And I was like, what? how did it get up there? No, I can't see that. Up in the middle of nowhere. It must have just been a ghost. That's Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how that happened or why. But I wanted to make sure to tell you because I know that you like your ghostly occurrences. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad this isn't my room. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It used to be when we were growing up. So I have, um, oh, for actually, what we're going to do today, we need to say what we're actually doing today. So we're going to talk about what it was like growing up in a household full of gamers. Because obviously, dad was a gamer, wasn't he? And then I got into gaming in the early like NES era. And then you came around in 1997. I came around. I came around. So, Wid was playing on the N64 was probably Game Boy, I think. It was the Game, Game Boy, Boy Color. Game yeah. Boy Color. I remember that little green, that lime green one. Lime green, yeah. Corn. Oh, I love that one. I thought yeah. it was great. No, it was color. good. It, it was really great. Was it was like, just not very nice. That hurt my childhood then. I was like, ouch, my Game Boy Color. I chose that color. Really? Oh, Specifically, I yeah, I wanted the green one. Green was my favorite color, so I, def I wanted that one. Um, I did have a quick game for you first before right. we begin. Um, I wanted to see if you could figure out the first game. There is one game where a lot of Nintendo characters appeared together on screen for the first time. It was Mario, uh -huh. Peach, Luigi, Bowser, Link, Samus, and Kid Icarus, and Donkey Kong. Do you know what the first game was that they appeared together with? Listeners, let me know. I don't know how old we're talking. Until you said Kid Icarus, I was going to say Super Smash Brothers on 64, but now I want to say Game & Watch. Oh, okay. I, know. I didn't even think about the Game & Watch one. I, I don't know if yeah. that's right. No, it's that's... not. It was, believe it or not, it was Tetris on the NES. I, yeah. I wouldn't have got that. They all make a cameo at the end. If you complete the hardest mode um, and get through the entire thing, they all appear at the end dancing. 
for some reason. Mario and Luigi are like jumping up and down. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, only Kid Icarus appears first if you do the first hardest one, but then as you do harder and harder levels, they all appear at each level. Yeah, it's not appearing, which is really nice. What was that for? Which Tetris? Uh, the NES, the original Tetris, yeah. I didn't even know it was on that. Yeah, that, well, that was actually what, what we had it on. We had it on that and Emlyn had it as well, I think. Mm-hmm. That was actually our first thing. That that actually is a perfect segue because I wanted to know what your first memory of gaming was. Um, I've got on my notes that it doesn't have to be you playing. Oh. So what's the first thing you remember of any game franchise? I think it was probably still Link's Awakening on the Game Boy Color. I remember okay. you playing it. I remember you getting stuck. Yes, I did. Yeah. Feel free to tell the story if you want. See if I can see it brimming out of you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty blurry because I was quite young, but mm. I, I remember you being stuck in the second to last dungeon, the Eagle's Tower. Shame I, on me. I remember you, you got through the dungeon, which is like the hardest part. And I remember you raging. The fucking eagle. Yeah, because the eagle kept knocking you off the side, and I don't think you realized that yeah. you were supposed to use the shield to stop yourself from getting knocked off. And then I, I remember doing it. Yeah, he did. He did. He he beat the boss for me. My baby brother. How old would you have been, did you say? I don't know. Pretty young. I'm talking like six, maybe? Maybe younger than that. That's where this life started, though. Yeah, this gaming addiction. That's where it all started. Uh, I have an earlier memory of gaming though with you with me yeah oh yeah the, the first and that was why i thought it was a nice segue because it was mentioned in emlyn um who used to live uh, over the road when mum used to work and dad used to work mm-hmm. he used to babysit for us so yeah. emlyn was a little bit older than us this was in the, in the days of the super nintendo but we didn't have one of those so we had the nes and we he had, had one didn't he? Uh, he had, no he had a nes as well Oh, right. Uh, and he had a Game Boy Color and so did, uh, no, sorry, a basic Game Boy and so did I. But dad, had, I'd mentioned this to Jordan a few weeks ago, actually. Dad had built a little bracket to go on the wall to put the to the TV on and the NES used to sit on top of it and really precariously had the controller cable across to the top bunk. That does sound like dad. Yeah. I don't but, remember it, but that no, does sound no, like No, but like back in the day, it. you didn't have like wireless controllers. Like it wasn't a day where you can just be like portable fucking anywhere yeah. around your room. You know, you had to be cabled to it and that's why some consoles started having that connector cable that could pop out so you didn't pull your console off right like the xbox did yeah yeah because um, the xbox is a giant big brick of a console uh so me, me and emlyn were playing on the original super mario brothers and emlyn had you in his arms mm-hmm. with the with the controller I'll, I'll demonstrate with this so he was like this and he had you there and he had a bottle under his chin and he was feeding <laughs> you while he was playing the game and that is your first introduction to games yeah and that's probably why the addiction started i think i've heard that before actually yeah. i think mum may have told me yeah that. she probably has yeah yeah, yeah. It, was, it was such a nice little thing there might be a photograph kicking around if i can find I think that it, might I'll be try, it i'll yeah. try and share it if i can um so your first game entirely was it link's awakening that you owned because i can't remember who bought link's awakening or who i didn't buy it you bought it i i was way too young that's really hard to say actually Mm. i don't the first game i remember arriving well no because you didn't even order stuff you went (laughs) arriving yeah you went to go and get them yeah i think anyway i remember wind waker legend of zelda i we were really excited for that and that was the first game that i remember releasing 
Yeah, I remember yeah. that was like the so first good. thing I was looking forward to when I was like properly conscious yeah, as yeah. a human. <laughs> and you could actually realize what you're excited for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But as far as what I bought myself, I think that was Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah, we mentioned that before because we, we had a, a brief talk before we started recording about first games in certain genres. Yeah. Um, and we couldn't really decide whether Left 4 Dead 2 or 1 would be classed as a horror because it's got horror elements because obviously the zombies yeah. and, you know, the gore, that kind of thing. But it's more of a shooter with horror elements. But it's not yeah, scary. It's more, well, I don't know. I think it's one of those games where it's scary when you first start, but once you kind of, you've seen everything once, it's not really scary anymore. You realize there's the versus mode, so you can mm -hmm. play as the zombies. It's once you've experienced the game like that, and you've been on the other side, it's not, you can't really be scared of it. No, no. And I remember you playing the first one, and I thought that was really cool, and then I wanted to play it. Yeah, so yeah. I I did, well, Dad didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I waited for him to go to work. Really? And sat you in your room and here and played it. First time hearing. Yeah. First time hearing. And <laughs> so that was 2008. And it seems like an entire lifetime, but only the year after is when the second one came out yeah. and I ordered it. But it seems like I'd been playing it for years before the second one came out. And it just, that Weird. that cannot be true because no, no. they only released a year after. And that year was yeah. Assassin's Creed 2 as well. See, that game was brilliant. That was... Yeah, I I had them both ordered. It was it was the first time I had ever, ever ordered anything. How did you have money? Birthdays and Christmas. Oh, right. I just so saved it up. Yeah, that's actually that's something we spoke about um, me and Jordan on when we did a Zelda episode. Uh, to save up for Wind Waker, I didn't buy lunch at school for like six months. Yeah, I remember you telling me. About I just that. like saved the money and put it in boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I do you remember that morning back at mum's first house where we i think i woke up because i could hear you in your room and you were playing wind waker at like five o'clock in the morning because yeah. you couldn't sleep yeah that's right and yeah. then i came as well and it, it was really fun yeah no it, it, it was, was great that was a really good game that was probably the first game that comes to mind for me that i was it was definitely the first game i bought myself mm -hmm. like the first game i remember being massively hyped over and like being uh, you know, constantly asking mum, like, this is what I want for my yeah. birthday. It was Pokemon Blue right. on the Game Boy Color. Uh, I don't know. I must have been bought the Game Boy Color before. Because, like, do you remember playing on the original Game Boy, the big gray brick of a... No, I don't. I don't think I ever played on that one. I... Did you even have one? I did, yeah. I... It was Cousin Chris's, who I think the NES was also. Yeah. We just so. got hand-me-downs from right. uh, my, my auntie's kids. And they got a Super Nintendo, so I think that's why they gave us the NES. At least right. that's why yeah. Dad thinks we had it, because he didn't buy it. Well, I have a feeling that something like that happened the other way, because I had a Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance, and that just disappeared one day. What? I don't know that, what I'm happened. so glad you brought that up. I don't know what happened Because, to it. yes, the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance, that you, really had, wide you had one. the black one. Was it the black it one? It was the black one, because I remember I had the Game Boy Color, and... You hadn't really started gaming that much. You'd played a little bit of mine. And then I remember like asking mum for like, oh, can I get the Game Boy Advance for my birthday? And then she bought you one. And I was just like, but Wit doesn't even game. 
And the black one was the one I asked for. <laughs> I was like genuinely hurt. Are by you trying it. to tell me that you stole it? No, I wish I did because I that was, recently I was kind of like, I wonder what happened to that Game Boy Advance. Sometimes I think about that, and yeah. it it does upset me because I want to know where it went. Yeah, it's not so much like I miss it because it was so long ago, but I just want to know where it actually went. See, this is the danger of growing up in a house with a with mo- with a mum like we have. She will take stuff to charity shops. Or tidy stuff up and then deny ever touching it. Yeah, or just give it to someone. Yeah, and she went, no, I've never touched it. give it away. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, well, it's only me, my six-year-old brother, and you in the house. So we haven't touched it. You're the only one who cleans when we're like 10 years old. So it's definitely been you. Yeah, I think she just gave it to someone. I think she probably gave it away. Like Maybe when we got DSs, like the original DS, which I actually still have in one of these boxes somewhere. Well, before yeah. that, there was the Game Boy Advance SP, the SP. one that flipped up. I, I remember getting that one. One of my favourites. Yeah. I think that might be my favourite Game Boy. Like, a lot of people like the the width form factor of the Advanced, which is still... I never got to play on it much because it wasn't mine. <laughs> um, I, remember I don't remember SpongeBob having games game. for it. I don't we, even remember what I had. You had a SpongeBob game, and I think that was it. <laughs> and I think that's why she gave it away, because, like, you didn't really play it because you only had one game. I mean, I had that. Do you remember the 37 in 1 game that I had? Yeah. I got it from one. like a market in Turkey. Yeah, and it just eventually stopped working. It, it, no, the, a lot of the games worked. Like, yeah, but it was the ones that you don't want to play. Incremental games would stop working in the list. So, like, number 42 would stop. I remember when Excite Bike stopped working. Mm-hmm. And I was good because I really liked Excite Bike. And I was stuck with like Centipede and Contra, which was really hard. It had some Zelda games, but was it Link's Awakening or was it the Oracle? It was Link's Awakening. I I bought Oracle of Ages from said same market. And I'm pretty sure that was a real game because the that 37 in 1 was obviously like a repo reproduction cart, repro cart. Uh where the Oracle of Ages games were official games. And then I think you bought Seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um you mentioned a second ago that dad didn't let you play that other game. And that I'm really glad that you said well, that. I don't know if he probably would have, to be honest. I just I didn't. So. I didn't want to ask. No, I like, I, I'm glad you said it because I wanted to ask if there's any games that were taken off you or you weren't allowed to play. Because I have one. No, I don't think so. Really, I don't think they were really that bothered. See, that's so not fair. They took Goldeneye off me. Well, Dad took Goldeneye off me. I remember playing Goldeneye. See, this is not fair. <laughs> yeah, Mum let me play, and she actually like reset the N64 up so I could play it. Oh, no, really? I set it up. No, I set the N64 up. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say she probably didn't fucking know how to do it. No, um, I can't see it. Yeah, I, I set it up. I think that was the first time I ever set up a console myself. Did, has anybody told you why I got it taken off me? No, I don't no. think so. It sounds like a completely... It's going to make me sound like a complete psychopath, and it's... <laughs> It's because where the hell is this going? I know it's because I liked the sound it made when you ran over people with tanks. Well, what was the sound like? It was like I'll for any listeners, I'll play it. It was really well put together the sound, and it wasn't like the deaths. It wasn't like I liked to Do you kill mean like the voice people. acting, or it was the sound effect of it was like. like- However, they'd made the sound. It was like this weird, crunchy, bubbly sound. Right. Okay. Like it was like really gooey sounding, and I just like I was like a really cool sound. So I, I, what I meant when I said it was that I, I want to hear that sound because it's an interesting sound. It just happens to be that you have to run over someone with a tank to get the sound. Well, that does 
Yeah, that doesn't sound great. I know, and if your ten-year-old says it, then yeah, you'd probably be worried. So I can yeah, understand. I can understand why. Did I can that. understand why I took it off me, and I'm almost. I'm surprised you got it back. I'm surprised that mum. Well, no, I'm not. I. I'm also almost a bit mad at mum that she just let me have it in case I was a psychopath. Yeah. If she could have set it up, she probably would have done, to be honest. She wasn't really bothered about that. No. Well, not psychopathy, but... Good word. You know, that sort of stuff. Swearing. Yeah. Violence. (laughs) She wasn't really bothered. (laughs) No, she wasn't. She wasn't. Um, I think we should go on to the next genre thing, Mm -hmm. if you want. So what was your first adventure game that you were playing? Well, I don't know. It depends on how far back you want to go. Would you count 2D games? I think so. It's going to be some Zelda game. Yeah, yeah. It's probably going to be Link's Awakening then, right? Yeah, probably. Okay, so yeah. let's go on to 3D then, so we don't like keep mm-hmm. stepping onto the same game. Uh, Legend of Zelda, I Yeah, <laughs> I, but I feel like Super Mario 64 as well. I remember playing that. Yeah. What was your first thoughts like moving on to 3D? Because, you know, from going from playing, going from going from a Game Boy to an N64 is quite a big jump. Yeah, I'm not sure if I was old enough to fully comprehend really? it, to be honest. <laughs> See, I just, I remember jumping out that, or when the, when Mario jumps out that first pipe, like I remember the intro to Mario 64, and for people on YouTube, I'll obviously overlay it, um, when the pipe comes out the ground and... Oh yeah, Lakitu flies in and yeah. Mario jumps out and the camera is goes it around him. Lakitu or Lakitu? I think it's Lakitu, isn't it? Is it I don't know. There are loads of things from those games that that you pronounce wrong really? and that I still do because of you. <laughs> like what? Just well, like that, I guess. Oh, that's it. Is the one thing like you can't just like pull me up on that without facts. Loads Hard of things evidence. from from Zelda as well. Like what? Link's sister in Wind Waker. What's she called? Isn't she called Arrow? Yeah, and you always said it Ariel, and I still, oh, yeah, no, I still I, read it like I that. I did say Ariel, yeah, you're right, yeah, I remember that, and I remember we always said Deku instead of Deku, yeah, and we're like, but like a lot of people did that. Yeah, I think a lot of people yeah. did do that. Yeah, I kind of read it like that still, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know it's because it's the Japanese pronunciation that it should be like a hard e, not an e. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the correct pronunciation in that. But so what was your first adventure game? Uh, would you class Mega Man as an adventure game? That's side. That's quite linear, really, though, isn't it? It's I wouldn't say really... it is. No. No, no. Uh, it's probably going to have been Link's Awakening. Uh, sorry, um, Adventures of Link for the NES. Right. And that was the first RPG as well. And also my first RPG, yeah, which is like, if people haven't played that game, which a lot of people haven't, and a lot of people don't and won't, it's not the best. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about replaying it recently. and We should do that. Yeah, with the first one as well. And I feel like it is just an exercise in frustration, but I kind of want to do it yeah. anyway. It Maybe. looks really annoying and it... it I guess by today's standards, it looks really unprofessional as well. It does, if you look at like the, the compared to what Nintendo does now. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. I, <laughs> I am error. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that there's an enemy in it called a fucker. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Bird-headed <laughs> thing. <laughs> this motherfucker, like, it really is. It's really hard There are hard quite to a kill. lot of names like that. Yeah. They, they all have really weird names. Like, I'm sure there's one that's just Zol. Zol. And a snake is called a rope. Yeah. And... A bat is called the keys. Yeah, that's and right. What else was there? I always wondered where Dark Knight came from. Yeah. What does that 
<laughs> what I, does that mean? I don't dare Google it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't Google that either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I, 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 we were talking about Mario 64, weren't we? Like, I remember like the weird glitches and stuff in that game where you would find like secret things, like when you could make Mario lose his hat. That wasn't really much of a secret, was it? Wasn't it, there some sort of thing where you lost health if you didn't have your hat? I don't know. Or if you didn't regenerate health unless you had your hat. It might be that you lost more health if you didn't have it. Right. Or was that Super Mario Sunshine? I'm sure there's one where there's uh, some detriment if you don't have it. I don't know if you can lose your hat in Sunshine. As far as I'm aware, anyway, listeners be ready to let me know. But I don't think so. It's something that I've not thought about in a really, really long time. No, I, I was thinking about Sunshine myself the other day because, I mean... We get into a lot of arguments online with a, a podcast called Shark Select because right. I don't, don't like the GameCube. However, the, the GameCube is a brilliant console. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they're entitled to their opinion, however wrong it is. But Exactly. Thank you. Love you, Ryan and Stu and Winstall. <laughs> my GameCube <laughs> sat right there, like still on my desk, looking strong and boxy, stacking up some things because it's a really good shape. <laughs> yeah, and it was the first portable it is proper console as well because it had a handle. It's got its little that handle counts. on the back. It does count. Yeah, yeah I, I think mean, that counts. They did bring out the whole like, uh, like flip up screen to go on the back and speakers to go on the side, and we actually had to remember the the case. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, it looked like an ammo crate. It looked more like a gun case, really. Didn't it did it? look a bit like a gun case. Yeah, yeah, probably wasn't the best to be walking around the streets with that. I mean, I only even took mine to like Will's, and Will had a GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even make sense. I think it was just to show him the case, and it was like, oh, it's got a cool, like, foam. it was like a gun case because it had the cutout. Yeah. And like it, a GameCube cutout, and it slid into the foam. And the metal, it had the right pattern and, yeah. and everything. It was the right color. Yeah, and the clasps. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not really sure why we had it, to be honest. Good job I wasn't a psychopath. Good job the GameCube. The, uh, the, <laughs> the GameCube was wasn't a gun. Yeah. 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 It would have been quite worrying. Uh, let's go on to shooters. What was your first shooter? Time Splitters 2. Yes. I love that game. It's so good. The team has got back together. Have you heard about this? No, no, I haven't heard oh, about Wood's that. face, Wood's face. If you could see it on camera, trying to lean on it and give no. it like a face. No, no. <laughs> Just be like, oh. Uh, yeah, the, the original team behind, behind Time Splitters 2, and I presume the original Time Splitters, mm -hmm. is it Radical? Free Radical. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got it together under a different studio name, I think, to make a new one. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, I don't know if it's we're we're trying to like think of what it's going to be. So we don't know if it's going to be Time Splitters four or if it's going to they're going to go down the route of like God of War where it was just Time Splitter or Time Splitters. It's just going to yeah. be like a rebrand or like, like a, a reboot. Yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. Whether it's a soft reboot or a hard reboot, whether it's still got Cortez, don't know. I'd be happy with anything really. Yeah, I I love the way that they design the game around all the challenges. Because the challenges in that were so they, much fun. Yeah, some of them were really hard as well. They were. They were really hard. Like, do you remember the? Was it Mr. Handy? Yeah, that was it, was I it still give, give me a hand. Give us a um, hand. No, it's some. It's like a buried memory. It'll. I can't remember what it's called. I know like, it's in yeah. the nightclub with all the hands. Yeah, the 1930s nightclub. Yeah, and the when they made of like cheese or something like that. Cheese. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Are they made of cheese. They've got matchsticks for arms and legs. They do. And they're like a weird like hand on... It was yeah. like that on it. It was like a weird shape of a hand with a yeah. face like drawn on it. Yeah, they were really scary because the bots on that, that was the point in... They were really fast, weren't they? They were. They ran so quick. And they... 
the animations in that game were really impressive because it was the point of like game development where AI started to get good mm-hmm. and animation started to get good. So yeah. they like darted around corners at you, didn't they? they like, yeah, they did. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, they were really scary. And the zombie modes were good as well when the, the, the flaming zombies. Yeah, that was that was scary as well. I that hand level that brings stuff up in me because that I don't think I ever did that properly. You know, I, got no. like the top medal. No, on no, it. like I had platinums on a lot of them, but that was one of the ones I could never even get a gold on. I don't think. Yeah, and they they all unlocked something as well. They did. So you actually wanted to do them. Yeah. I remember trying over and over and over, and that one and a few other ones I could just never do them. No. It, it does seem like a lot of luck as well. Like you have to have a good spawn. You do. Yeah, yeah you need to spawn yeah. near the good guns. Yeah, get the double the double Tommy gun. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly that one. Yeah. Classic double Tomos. <laughs> yeah. I I only recently realized that you can never see your hands in that game ever. Oh my god. No, you, you ju- can't. You just the gun floats. It does. You don't have any hands. At least the gun is at the side though, so it's not like the original Doom where the gun's like right in the middle of the screen. Yeah, I guess. It's just like holding like that right under your eyes. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of good memories of Time Splitters. That that game was really fun. I probably shouldn't have played it. I was probably too young, but it had that had horror elements. Yeah. It had a lot of scary things in it. It was more of like an adult sci fi adventure. Um I it had a whole lot of innuendos as well. It did. Like, yeah. a lot. Yeah, I don't remember many of them, but I remember catching one or two and being like, whoa. I didn't really catch them until I went back to it yeah. a few years ago. See, I, I tried to, I was telling you this before, wasn't I? I tried to play it recently, mm-hmm. and my GameCube wouldn't run the disc. I don't know if it's scratched or if it's, I think it's more likely there's dust inside the GameCube because the disc's in good condition. Like, most of our games are yeah. in pretty decent condition. We tend to look after our things. Got big boxes under here full. Though when you're talking about the GameCube being the best console, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't say that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll cut that bit. Yeah. It's not live. Yeah, I would, I would cut that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's something I, I, I do hate about it. Like, we did have an episode where we said, like, things we love in games that we hate. And then just to talk about something I hate in a game that I love was that in on the GameCube, when you aim with a shooter, you only have, you have your main control stick and then you have the C, the C nub, don't you? That little nubby nub. stick, the little yeah. C nub. I guess it bottom. is, yeah. Now, when you aimed with that, the aim always snapped back to the center of the screen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is the case in the, the Xbox version. And I don't know, was it on PlayStation? I don't think it was. I don't think so. One of them wasn't, and I can't remember which. Maybe it was the first one, wasn't the second one was. But yeah, I don't know if on that you had twin stick shooting. And I'd be very interested to play the Xbox version if it does have twin stick shooting because I want to try it with more modern shooting style because I, yeah. I, went, I went back and played the the remaster of GoldenEye, you know, the one that Rare leaked. Yeah, well, yeah. It, Rare made it, it got leaked. Um, I'll chat about it in the Discord if any of you guys want to have a chat about that game. That has full twin stick shooting, even though it was an N64 game because Rare was supposed to release it on their their rare bundle pack that had like Perfect Dark and everything. And what's weird was they had the rights for Perfect Dark, but they didn't have the rights for GoldenEye. Aren't they doing something with Perfect Dark mm-hmm. soon? Yeah, there's a new game coming out. They released a, like a teaser trailer. You don't really see anything. You see it's uh, just like a pre-rendered cutscene. Right. And then it's like scrolling through a building that's all smashed up. And the, the graphics are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like I will say it looks amazing. And then it scrolls to the top and I think you just see Joanna Dark from the back. And it just right. says Perfect Dark. So it's, it's basically a reboot. 
Do you remember playing that? No, I don't think I ever played that one. Yeah, that was one that we got very late in the lifespan of the N64. It was it was a great game. Again, that was more adult than game uh, game 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 bond. Golden Eye. <laughs> game bond. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> do you remember all the cheats and stuff in Golden Eye? I remember I messing about with them. Yeah, do you remember this there was something you could get the it was on the snow level and you kept pressing the alarm. Maybe some viewers might know this. And I'll, I'll put a clip, a clip up if I can. You could make the textures mess up on the guards and their faces started like appearing on all sides of their heads. That sounds more like a glitch. Yeah, that was a proper glitch. Yeah. And then it was just like a blue bar of color would go around the head and it was, no, I, it was really weird. I think in that game, I only played the first level. The dam. Yeah. And, and no, no. The, wait, the dam? I thought the first one was the facility. No, you sat on the dam. And you got a bungee jump off at the end. Oh, no, I don't remember that. I, well, I remember the facility and I remember um, the Egyptian level. Oh, yeah, Baron. No, was it? Yeah, Baron Samadhi. Yeah. You used to be scared of him. Yeah, I did. Because he went, whoa, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy laugh. And then I, and then I found out you could enable, um, was it like big head mode or something? Yeah. But it DK changed. Mode. That's it, yeah. yeah. And it, it made his laugh deeper and slower it did and yeah. there wasn't the one the other way as well yeah there was it, no, it was fast animations and slow animations as well and we used to put them both because, because you were scared of him i put it on slow mm -hmm. so we didn't run after you that fast because yeah, he was really fast wasn't he? yeah he was really quick and then you could put fast animations on he went Wah! Like, yeah really yeah, yeah sound like a boo i remember laughing at that yeah, yeah. That, that was good but yeah. it, that did really scare me because it's like just isn't it just like a maze there was one bit, yeah, there was, it was probably the first instance of like parts of the floor that I can remember that set off traps. Yeah. You had to like, it was a certain pattern you had to walk on. Yeah, that's right. Because you had to get the golden gun. That's right. Yeah. And if you did it wrong, the golden gun went into the floor and mini guns came out of every corner mm -hmm. and you were just dead. There was no way out. You needed it to kill him, didn't you? I don't know if you needed it. I think you could kill him, but it took forever if you didn't have it. Mm -hmm. Whereas the golden gun would get him in one shot. Right. I don't remember much about Goldeneye, but that's it, really. Yeah, maybe we should do a playthrough of that as well. Yeah. Yeah, because I uh, Red's talking about doing some writing for griefbrio.com as well. So like, we've got a lot of reviews going up on there from a couple of other writers. Thank you to Winstolf as well for your Alex the Kid. Oh, no, Alex Kid. It's Alex Kid. I always think it's Alex the Kid. Someone <laughs> at school used to call it that for me. And that's now it's right. always in my head. That was um, Matt Slate. Thank you, Matt. Um, so yeah, Red Singer doing that, some reviews, and maybe we should do some streaming as well. Yeah, I would like to do that. I, yeah. Like I said, I've never properly played GoldenEye, and it's such a iconic game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So many things are built off it. It's kind of um, iconic, like RE4 is iconic, Resident Evil 4. Yeah, yeah, which is a game that I'm playing currently. Well, yeah. I'm, I've stopped playing at the moment, but I want to go back to it. I really like it. I only played it for the first time, I think about three years ago, and I like it for what it is. I found it to be really long, though. I'm surprised at the length of it. Yeah, yeah. it feels like there are a lot of times when you get to a point and you think, "Oh, I've just beaten the game," you know, and then there's an, another huge section after. Yeah, it feels like you're getting up to a climax point. It's, just, it's funny, like with those that era of games, because again, that was when they started making games massive. Because mm -hmm. like, what was the original console that was for? Was it? It was the GameCube. GameCube yeah. yeah, that was the original launch. Cause I remember it coming out on that. I remember getting a Nintendo magazine once, just when we were out, and I remember seeing pictures from Resident Evil yeah. 4. It, 
absolutely terrified me. Yeah, I, there was a close up, wasn't there, of Leon with the chainsaw like in his neck. I think so. Yeah, and he's like trying to fight the guy off. Yeah, like, yeah, that was for like a young kids magazine. Yeah, Nintendo as well. Do you, yeah. have you seen the one with that the village boss when he turns into that like centipede thing? Sorry for the spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, I know what you mean. I remember seeing a render of that in that mm. magazine as well. With these like pincery, yeah, like pincery hands. No, no, like his ribs and stuff, and it, yeah, like yeah, that was really scary. Yeah. We still need to watch John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, we really do, because that is such a good movie. There are a lot of films and games that I need to play that I haven't yet. Yeah, we should make a point. Like we've started uh, having Thursday coffees, haven't we? Like, mm -hmm. Thursday iced coffees. Yeah. Maybe we should start doing it like where we have a coffee and then watch a film or play mm -hmm. a game like set a day aside a week yeah to do something like that together. i think that'd be really cool yeah i'd like to do that sweet we've got it on recording now so it's official so we can't go back yeah <laughs> <laughs> so with uh, with us talking about shooters we, we kind of drifted away from them but you mentioned to me before that world at war was one of your first or the first yeah show, really call of duty world at war i mm -hmm. used to play that a lot and it was the first one that I really sort of got into. Modern Warfare 1 was a bit before my time. Yeah. But World at War was, I don't know, it was just, there's something special about it. The gameplay was really solid. The campaign was, I don't know, it was sort of very serious. So it made it kind of... It was cinematic. Yeah, it was cinematic. Yeah. And that, I think that was one of the, the first instances of a game where... AAA games were starting to get massive and they got a big actor to be in it. Yeah. So obviously, Gary Oldman voiced Resnick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And when I found that out, I was like, Gary Oldman is in this game. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so weird. Yeah. Like, that was the only, that was the first time that my mind connected cinema and games. Yeah. Cause before that, they were kind of uh, just for casual entertainment. Yeah. When you had the next generation, which generation was it? The Xbox 360 and uh, that was that PlayStation 3. Fifth generation? What? I think it's later than that. I think it might even be seven. Seven. Maybe it was seven. Yeah. Yeah. At that kind of point, you had games like that and say Bioshock, Silent Hill, where it became more than that when it was yeah. like a story. Yeah. Like a form of art. Mm -hmm. You know, where they actually had a story to tell. Yeah, you could feel the art direction driving it forward as like a narrative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I think with games going from like the era of the N64, you could see the early elements of that starting, like Ocarina of Time. Like yeah. They were starting to tell big stories, but you had so much limitations with like cartridge space or disk space or mm -hmm. even like rendering power of the older consoles. But then when you started to get to like the 360 and you started to get to like Halo 2, mm -hmm. you started getting these massive experiences where everything was, I mean, it, Halo 2 looks old now, mm -hmm. but the way they've translated it to the remasters, you can see like what they, what were, they were aiming for. for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just like an update of visuals, but the story's the same and it still feels just as fucking epic. Yeah. Uh, from Modern Air, uh, sorry, from World at War, you then moved on to Modern Warfare 2, didn't you? Because that was. I remember you getting that one. Yeah, that was a that was a big deal in school because it was the game that parents weren't supposed it to was a huge kids. controversy wasn't yeah um for any listeners who don't know there was a, a mission at the start of the game where you are basically a double agent in a terrorist group that's right yeah. you're infiltrating you're following this guy called makarov and he goes through an airport and executes loads of people 
mm-hmm. and you don't have to take part in it, but you have to at least walk with them. Yeah, and it's civilians as well. It's, it's civilians, yeah. It's soldiers or anything. No, no. So it's the first instance of a game that was really like, wow, this is some serious uh, content, some serious, you know, matters going on. I remember them including an option to skip that yeah, as well. Yeah, and they, they, I think that was in... I don't know if it was in the first instance of the game they released that you could skip it. I think or it, if was. it was after. Was it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, you know, like in Ocarina I, of Time, I could be wrong. Was, but... There was music that was changed. Yeah. Because of the second release, that some uh, some music contained Islamic chants, so they had to de- take that out and then re-release the game. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't actually take it out because of any backlash or anything. They just realized after they put the game out. This could cause problems later down the line. Yeah. Let's just change it for future releases just in case. That's when they started taking all religious iconography out, didn't they? Yeah. That Link used yeah. to have a cross on his shield, and then after that, they mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and the crescent mm-hmm. moon star and stuff. They changed the lemon head. The lemon head. Well, they changed it to the lemon head. Yeah, yeah. 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 The Gerudo that, symbol. Yeah, the, the Gerudo symbol is literally just the. It's Turkish, just a lemon. It's really, the Turkish it? flag originally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it was. Just the Turkish, like the moon with a star. Yeah, it was everywhere as well. It was on yeah. all the blocks. It was on the mirror shield. It, it on the switches, on everything, really. It was, yeah. yeah. So with Modern Warfare 2, let's not drift back to Zelda as mm-hmm. we're prone to do in our Nintendo household. We were saying that's the, the first game that we remember getting into online play. No, no, I played a lot of World at War online. Did you? I actually went back to that one. Oh, okay. I really like Modern Warfare 2. I played both of them to be to be mm. fair. I, I like the different settings. Yeah, they're they're very very different and they feel completely different. Yeah, because if you think they're about 60 years apart. Yeah. So it's yeah, completely different um like setting guns. Yeah, the, the, the guns never drew me as much in World at War. Yeah, cuz I I prefer the modern weapons. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite shooter our listeners know is Titanfall 2. Yeah. Like that is just it's the pinnacle of shooters. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like the all the way all the weapons work and the player movement. I've never felt a game that's better for a shooter. Right, yeah. Which is why I'm so annoyed that Titanfall 3 still hasn't been announced. Um and a lot of other people are people hijacked the Apex Legends website recently with Save Titanfall. I hadn't the, heard the servers that. got ripped down or something because someone hacked it for, for that. I have heard that Titanfall Two is really good, and I've watched mm-hmm. I've watched you play it, and it looks good. So I just good. don't really play those sorts of games anymore. What no, I found no, interesting no. about the setting of World at War was just seeing all the more uh, primitive isn't really the right word. Yeah, just how the old guns like look, the origin guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and how. Um, I don't know what's the word I'm trying to say. Not basic or primitive, just how you know. Uh, I'm trying to think of a better. Not, not simple. Better word, but yeah, but like unrefined. Yeah, yeah, like the they feel harder to use. Yeah, that, yeah, they and do. I think that's maybe why it was probably quite satisfying as a game because when you got a kill with a gun that's hard to use, you're like, yeah. Yeah, because they all looked kind of clunky and yeah, blocky, yeah. and mm-hmm. not through fault of design because the game looked good. Just that's how the guns were. They were then, yeah. yeah. I always remember that really iconic sound of the, is it the Grand? With the reload, yeah. the clip popped out the Went top. With the ping, ping yeah. yeah. Yeah, Which was, obviously, I've, I've heard that on Saving Private Ryan a lot. And then hearing it in that game, I was mm-hmm. like, you make the link of what that, yeah. that is. I actually had a real life instance of connecting a sound with a game. And it was because of Modern Warfare 2. What was it? Uh, a, what's the helicopter called? The big double propellered one. A Chinook, Chinook helicopter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could be in Modern Warfare, 
Right. And I think it was like the, the cargo drop, you know, like the kill streak drop. Oh, yeah. 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 I think it was that. Care package thing. Care package thing. Yeah. I was working in a shop in one stop at the time mm-hmm. and I heard that sound and I was like, that's a Chinook helicopter. What the fuck's that doing? And I ran outside and it was there flying over. And I was like, no way did I just link that sound? I'm playing too much Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember Black Ops as well when that came out. That was yeah, pretty blobs. exciting. Yeah. Blobs. I actually, I ordered that game as well. That must have been sometime after Assassin's Creed and Left 4 mm-hmm. Dead. But uh, yeah, that was a, a good game. And that tried things and that did. was important. It, yeah. You know, it, even if it didn't all work, it meant that they were not just releasing the same game each time. Yeah. Because yeah. they actually tried different things. They did, yeah. I, I think, I can't really remember the campaign for that one, to be honest. It was Vietnam. Is that what it was? Yeah. Because yeah, the Cold War. And uh, like in the multiplayer, they tried with the like currency thing. I think they were just called COD points or something. But Is that where COD points started? In, in that? Yeah, in Black oh. Ops 1. Was that? So which company was that? Because there's obviously Treyarch. Yeah, it's Treyarch, that one. And was it Treyarch? There was it always seems to be like a disparity between it. it. Would go like this game's good, this game's not. This game's good, and this one's not. And it was always like it seemed to skip whether it was Treyarch doing it or was it Activision, EA and Activision. Um, yeah, I think Activision. Yeah, so they they yeah. they alternate. So World at War was Treyarch. Modern yeah. Warfare was Activision. If it is Activision, I think yeah, it is. I think it's that way around. And then I almost had it then. Yeah. <laughs> It's something know. Hammer, I think. Hammer? Yeah, something Hammer. I'm sure that's the name. Really? Right, I'll have to look that up. I'll put it on screen and just like let us struggle over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's really annoying. It is, yeah. Uh, so what's your first RPG? Speaking about genres. My first RPG is the amazing game, Oblivion. See, you loved that game, didn't you? Yeah. Didn't you 100% that? No, no. I thought you but did. I used to sit at school thinking about that. I, wow. I, When I was at home, I would play it. And when I wasn't playing it, I was thinking about it. You just made me Owen Wilson. I was just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It never lost the charm for me because yeah. I know it's really goofy and everything. And it doesn't look great. No. I'm not no. going to lie. It doesn't. Well, the environments are kind of nice. For how old it is i think it's 2006 it's, yeah it's impressive for what it was at the time yeah the you know when you see like a nice sunset that's nice but mm-hmm. the character models they didn't age because they never looked good yes yeah, yeah so yeah i know what you mean it's almost like it's not like they <laughs> stylized but badly <laughs> yeah it's it's not like you think now oh, this is really aged poorly Yeah, because it never looked good. No, no, no. <laughs> That's that. I like that, though. Yeah, no, I can see the appeal. And it's a game franchise. Like, the whole of, like, you know, Oblivion, Skyrim, any of the Elder Scrolls games. I... You don't I, like them, do you? I don't, but I, I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to like them so bad. And, like, Effie, one of our friends, she loves it and goes mad that I don't like it. And I... I've I've tried to give it, I've tried Effie I've tried to give it a chance but I, I don't know why I don't You've never liked those sorts of games no. really not open world games as such No I mean I'm trying to think I've liked a few open world games I didn't think I was that linear in my in my tastes to be honest Um I'm trying to think of any others but for me like that I mean Dark Souls is an RPG and it's it's open world to a point Mm-hmm. it's linear for a while and then it opens up and then you've got like 
loads of linear paths to choose from. Yeah, I've never played any Dark Souls games. No. They're not really for me. They just don't appeal to me really, but I have watched you play them and you've said yeah. to me what you like about them, you know, how it starts linear and then you yeah. backtrack and open new areas and stuff. I can see why people like them. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're bad games. I just don't think they're for me. Yeah, it's fair enough. Like they they are very difficult games. And I don't just mean difficult in the fact that they're hard, because they probably mm -hmm. are. They're yeah. very difficult games. But you know that I like hard games. Yeah, I, I know. It's just that. I don't know what it is about it, but that's the like I I know that you would like them. And that's why I've always been like, you should try it. Like I did try one. Yeah, I, I think I it's three is the one I suggest to people to start with. Which right. sounds counterproductive. Yeah. Because obviously you're starting at a certain point in in the story but the way the world of dark souls works is it's like this cyclical um destruction of the world where everything dies and mm -hmm. then everything starts so the games aren't technically one after the other they sort of could be anywhere in this hodgepodge you could of have history. them in any order yeah yeah i mean it references like some of the items that you find reference the previous games but it's like you'll find a suit of armor that's like a bosses from the first game and it'll mm -hmm. be like perhaps an ancient warrior wore this in the description. So it's sort of like alludes right. at stuff. It never really... Oh, I didn't know it was like that. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. That's why a lot of people like it, because of the lore. Um, there's so much behind it. It never tells you the story. It never forces story down your throat. There's no cuts other than the opening cutscene that just sort of says why you're there. The rest of it is all in item descriptions. It's just like all hidden. It's yeah. really, really cool. And that's why people like it. And the, the reason it's like that um, is because the the guy who made the game, Hidetaka Miyazaki, he could never read English properly when he was a kid. And he used oh, to right. like reading yeah. like, like Lord the of the Rings. Books. No, like, oh, right. like reading Lord of the Rings in yeah. his books. But then he could never get the full information. So he'd fill in bits of story himself mm -hmm. until he could read the next bits. Of oh, him. I see what you mean. So it like... Yeah in this really weird way, made a really cool mechanic for a game. I thought, you were gonna, yeah, I thought you were going to say, like when games had uh, all the lore in the manuals. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen, I'm sure it's one of the Zelda games, they didn't translate it to Spanish, and instead all of the text was just in the manual, and you had to read it on the screen in English, and then really? go to the manual and flip, and like, to flip the page. whatever page for the, wow, for the translation. That. I have to find out what game that is. That's, yeah, that's cool. it might not be Zelda, but I I think it is. Right. So I'm just referring to my notes because I think we're we're coming up on the end of the episode already. Believe it or not, Wood. Um, I just wanted to know how your tasting games has evolved through the generations. And that's quite a broad question. Um, because obviously, from the games you play now, you play uh -huh. like Dead by Daylight. Yeah. How do you regretfully. think? Regretfully. Regretfully. Yeah. That that community that people yeah. love. That I've been hearing a lot about from uh, Minnesota Mike. Shout out to you. Do, how how do you think you've evolved through your, what you play? Now in games, I tend to play them with close friends, so I value more when you can, rather than just multiplayer fighting each other, mm -hmm. the cooperative side of it. I okay. I look for a lot of co-op games now. Yeah, yeah, you seem to play a lot more like online. Yeah, games. I do like a good story game, mm -hmm. but there comes to a point where the AI stops being entertaining because of how predictable it can be some okay. games are good for yeah it not being like that but now i think what brings you back to games is the how unpredictable they can be and that 
unpredictableness tends to come from other people. That is a fucking great insight. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That might have to be the title of the episode with. Well done. This is this is a Red's first podcast episode, by the way. So yeah, <laughs> a little bit nervous before, but he's doing fucking great. I, uh, I, that's a great way to look at it, actually. Like I've been trying to pull myself away from online play. Yeah, I've yeah I've noticed that. Yeah, I know we were talking earlier that I was saying that I feel a little unenthused by the games that I have at the moment, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because I'm feeling like I'm in a bit of a cycle because of the whole lockdown thing, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. you get up, you watch the X-Files, you have your breakfast, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. You get home, you play a bit of this game and it just, it feels too samey. And that's why I was actually inquiring about the 3DS before. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about playing through some of the handheld games. Um, maybe some of those Mario like Bean Bean sagas or is it the Superstar saga? Oh, I wonder what the hell you meant yeah. by Bean Bean. I think it's the Bean Kingdom, isn't it? Yeah, but it's Superstar saga. Yeah, Superstar. I always used to think it was the Bean Bean saga. I don't know why. Yeah, no. It's another game that I used to get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they were really good though. They were I really brilliant. Liked those games. They were some of my favorite RPGs growing up. They I were think. written so well, weren't they? they? Were so the funny. humor was really yeah. good in them. They, those games are what caused me to like Luigi so much. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. He just like yeah. freaks out all the time. Yeah. He was so fun and that when didn't they the speech bubbles just showed like spaghetti like, i think they were just random symbols just, i'm sure one of them sometimes should have like a plate of spaghetti and then like it probably did garlic. yeah yeah i imagine that that would happen they were they were really so mean point. to him as well there was like when <laughs> luigi gets he joins with mario and then toad's like oh luigi's here great yeah i know it was so like fucking demeaning yeah <laughs> these backhanded fucking uh, offensive it's a backhanded compliments but it's not really is it what, what were we just talking about that's completely like throwing me off like how our tasting games has changed yeah how it's changed so like i think i'm gonna try and go back to playing more older games again like i was i did start playing through uh metroid prime which i completed a few months ago i'm gonna do an episode on that with uh, another guest i'll announce that when that's ready and Metro Prime 2, I'm nearly at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe so. you need to play more co-op games. Maybe you need to get a regular group going who you can... Well, that's what we were doing with um, Warzone. Mm-hmm. We were all playing stuff on there. But I think, I don't know, something's something's not gelling right with me at the moment. Those style of games, for like shooters. I think maybe I need more of like a co-op adventure thing. Or I don't know. I don't know. Any suggestions you guys have, let me know. I know we did a full episode on like getting out of a gaming rut which seems stupid that i can't get out of this rut with my own advice even though it worked last time like i i, I changed the genre that i was playing mm-hmm. and that really really helped and that's how i found that game night in the woods yeah and that game was brilliant like i absolutely loved that that was one of the best gaming experiences i've had in the past 10 years easy well like i said other people keep it interesting yeah you never know what other people are going to do mm. and that's why i've kind of started playing sometimes pvp games like dead by daylight because yeah. Other people are crazy. You don't know what they're gonna do. Should <laughs> run at you with a flashlight, like Whoa. yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'll see if there's any other online games I can get into. Um, or maybe I'll go like back to real retro. Maybe I'll go back break out that little SNES classic that we've got. Yeah, I did start playing uh, Mother. Mm-hmm. Was it? What's the English name of that one? I can't Earthbound. Earthbound. That was it. Yeah, the Earthbound's on there. So I did start playing a bit of that, which was pretty good. Uh, is there any games coming up in the next? like generations that you think you'd be looking forward to? Uh, I'm sure there are. I don't know what I can think about off the top of my head right now. You can just say no. 
Well, no, I don't want to say on. no because there are. <laughs> um, weren't we talking about something like that before? Uh, Some announced game. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, probably. We've had dinner since then. Yeah. I Steak and a red wine jus. Yeah, I need it? to sleep. Pretty. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good dinner, that, wasn't it? Yeah. It was well. a nice sauce. Join the Patreon for the recipes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's one last thing I want to touch on, and that is, um, it kind of briefly, we did, we did mention it before as well. Do you remember us going to rent games from Blockbuster? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do you... Or at least I remember buying them from that little bargain bin. Oh, yeah, the little bargain yeah. bin. The classic bargain bin. I forgot about that. They had a lot yeah. of Game Boy games. They did. I think they had N64 ones as well. Yeah, these ones, and that glass case as well at the back. I remember yeah. like up against it like I want to play the games yeah I, I remember that yeah <laughs> yeah so w I only remember renting a few games from there one of which was uh, The Mask for the SNES the, the game the game yeah and also Michael Jackson's Moonwalker yeah just stop right here oh, well, what's weird is I'm sure that was just a reskin and it was the same game <laughs> Which was really weird. <laughs> it does. Because, you know, he had like the, the yellow suit with the hat. And then yeah. Michael Jackson also had the white with suit. With the white with that, suit, yeah. With the hat. And you could throw the hat. And I was like, sure, this is the same game. I've read it twice. <laughs> I felt really cheated about it. It probably was, to yeah. be fair. Because, like, the, the reason, like, I wanted to bring that up was, like, with the modern games that we have now and how easy it is to, like, go onto Game Pass and just, like, down... Well, I say easy. It still takes, like, 10 hours to get a game. It just doesn't have the same charm as going to Blockbuster for 10 minutes and coming back with a new game to yeah. play right away. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, I wondered what that was. I put my hand on them and glass and it went boop. Um, yeah, do, do you think there's, it's harder to find games now? Like when I was saying that I find myself flitting between games and not being as committed to a game. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I guess it's like, imagine if you had like a bowl and you only had five grains of rice in it. Shit. It's easy to pick one out of it because there are only five there and you can have a closer look at them and, you know, decide better just hypothetically. But say you've got one with 2000, how are you going to pick your five out of that? Thanks. Wow, he's got read his own show. Fuck that. There are so many out there, and especially mm -hmm. because it's so. Well, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's way more accessible now for people to make games. You know, indie studios. Yeah, yeah, it's well, not like even studios, studio, just really. people on their own. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at Phasmophobia. Look at how that mm -hmm. exploded. Yeah, it's that game was huge. Well, it yeah. still is. It huge. Still is really big. Yeah, and that was made by one guy, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was a single team. Yeah. And uh, I know he recently hired some more people to keep it going but when there are so many games being made by single people not single people like that yeah. <laughs> but single people on their own making it um or it's just small teams and then you've still got the triple a games coming out every yeah. year more yeah. or less the same game every um, assassin's creed yeah yeah fifa okay. that sort of thing yeah. there is just so many out there it's so diluted that it's hard to pick it's the it's the Netflix problem, isn't it? Yeah. Like I <laughs> I legit sit longer looking through the Netflix choices than I do watching. Yeah, actually like watching something. Which is really sad. I'm just like, this is just like I can't choose anything. Adam and Nick from Bottom of the Stream, I don't know how you do oh no, you have like a randomizer that chooses your films for you, which is a good maybe I should do that. 
fuck, that's a great idea. But the other side of the problem is that because there are so many games out there, so many of them are going to be crap as well. Yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of steamy piles of shit out there. Yeah, <laughs> really and you don't want to buy a game that isn't that good. No, no, I I found myself going through like a lot of people on Steam release like prologues, don't they, for free, so you can test the game. Yeah, which like which is essentially just like a demo or early access. Yeah, or early stuff. access stuff because we don't really get demos now. That. I, I I did get a demo recently for a game called Scarlet Nexus, which is the first time I've seen something be like, play our demo in how, I don't even know how long it's been since I've seen a proper demo. No, I, I don't. I used to get like demo discs with like five games on. Yeah, I remember getting them with magazines and stuff mm. and they always had cheats on them as well. They did, yeah, yeah. yeah I've still got a couple of those discs as well. A couple of those games. I, I think I remember um, Donkey Konga was... Donkey Konga, was yeah. Is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah, the little bongo drums. Yeah, did you see someone... Someone beat some game using only that. Dark Souls. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guy beat Dark Souls using the Guitar Hero guitar. One guy beat it using only his voice and a microphone. <laughs> so you have to have to go like, ha, ho, ha, to do like different things. That's pretty funny. Yeah, like one of them you have to like hold and I'm sure it was like to roll, you have to go like, hee, like hold the note <laughs> and then it would make the guy roll. That's really funny. Uh, well, I think that is going to be the end of the episode. Okay. That's been an hour. An hour, really? That went quick. Podcasting is a, I, keep, I say this on a lot of episodes of people who have done like the first ever podcast episode is a hole to fall into. That mm-hmm. just go, like time goes easy. We've done three hour episodes that just fly by. Yeah. It just happens really easy. It does go fast when you're talking about stuff that you actually enjoy. Yeah, that you're passionate about. Yeah. 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 And that's why, like, why we enjoy doing it. Like, that's why I, I know I wanted to get you doing it more mm-hmm. because, uh, yeah, I know you enjoy it too. Maybe we'll try and get another camera set up next time. Yeah. Um, or a wider lens so we can fit us both in. Mm-hmm. Feel free to wave. It might be quite funny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you. Say bye to people. Bye. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no worries. Thank you for watching, guys. Remember to like and subscribe and all that bull crap. Go to griefreader.com if you want to support us, where you can find all the new merch that's on there. The new stickers are going on there. I've got a little baggie over here. that can show you some of the new holographic stickers that have just come in for Skyward Swords. HD has been released, so that's to celebrate that. And if you like your Pokemon cards, you can now get them through us because we're an actual official stockist now. They're on griefbreaker.com. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>